Hello, good evening, my brothers. We are honored to be at the show, the biggest show right now on social media, The Real Word. This is your boy, Pastor Santa Camo, and with my co-host, my brother. This is your co-host, Ricard G. Noel. We thank you for coming here today and watching our show. Sorry we're a little bit late today. We thank everybody that's been supporting our show and just been watching and helping us through everything and everything. Um, we thank all the people that's been supporting us throughout our long journey. This is episode 13 of the second season. So shout out to everybody that's been watching. Shout out to everybody that's been contributing. Shout out to our guests last week because we hit you with a double header in the head last week. We did back-to-back episodes. Shout out to Jonathan Kwaku that came. Um, shout out to Kamel Craig. Kamel Hall, pardon me. Shout out to Mildred that came through. Shout out to my co-host Sanders for always being here with us. Shout out to all the viewers. Um, we checked off one thing off our list so far. We got over 100 subscribers on YouTube, and we have the custom URL. The next step is to get the 501C, um, get a couple sponsors, promote the show a little bit more, increase viewership, um, meet with other community leaders, and just unite all the people that's doing something in the community. But enough about us. Today we got a very special guest. Introduce yourself, sir. Uh, how you guys doing? Thank you for Richard. Thank you for Senator invite me to the brand new show. So my name is Jared Caster. It's the first time I present myself. Wow. Yeah, we're interested to just talk to you guys about very interested to you guys right now. Okay, so basically tell us about who you are as a person. If if, if somebody would talk about who you are as a person, what would you what would they say about you? Oh, that's a very good, good question. Um Technically, I would say I'm a humble person. It's a fact. I'm really very connected to Christ. And I'm a person I'm very comfortable with my Bible. Okay. And when it comes to Bible scripture, uh, to be containing yourself, to have a more connection with Christ, it's whatever you put yourself, the ability of to expire what Christ has done for you to, um, done for you in life. And I'm a person, I'm very generous to what I'm capable to do, work hard, and very um, compassive of what I do in my life, for my future, and capable to just always consistent to have a um, better uh, arrangement to whatever that's going to give to me in the future. That's what's up, that's what's up. So I'm assuming you have a profession, right? So Yeah, I'm a profession, and I do business as well. Okay, so what kind of business do you do? Uh, I do like a life insurance business. Okay, okay. And, and that consists of what? What is life insurance? It's like um, I'm capable to help some um, life family business. Let's say, like example, like there's a um, family have struggle, have some money to cover to help their own children. Okay. If they die, that money is gonna cover their size. Could we help them to? Um, for, um, it's gonna help the company. Okay. Give the money to the um, the children. Okay. Okay. And whatever happened to the family, that kind of money could cover for them for house bill and school bill, whatever could help them out. Okay. That's what's up. That's yeah. beautiful. Thank you. So, um, basically, what is it that you, you had in mind that you wanted to share? What is what you had to share let the people know? What I have in mind right now, I would like to everybody to just get attention to this. It's about some consequential of sin that something's going on in the world right now. Okay. And I So, do you like think sin is a big problem nowadays? Honestly, it's getting worse. Explain to people what exactly sin is. Okay. Consequence sin. My theory, what I would think it is, is um, many of the believe that God is loving, but he is a w- overlook our little faults and anti credit to a little lie. Cheating of the tax return 
taking the pen or not no one is looking or secretly view or pornograph um so pornographic <laughs> this <laughs> this of culture's controversy not worthy of death so to me sin is a wage of connection of death if i put myself to a position that i want to follow christ if I told myself that if I'm going to consist in myself to give my heart to Christ, there's certain things I have to follow by the Ten Commandments. Right now in this world, the devil makes sure to whatever he's capable to work on now, it just determines mostly the youth and not get along with the parents to make sure the parents are not involved to see what's going to happen to the youth in the, in the century right now. Because right now, he's focused to attack the youth more often because you want to make sure the youth not seeing crisis exist. Mm. I could give example. Let's say movies. Yeah. Movies these days, right now you're going to see homosexual now. You're going to see a lot of gay people in there. Mm. And those are things not connected to Christ. Mm. And you're going to see some movies do Bible movies. I've seen a video. Like, like, um, like, like why, you said Bible movies? Yes. Like, what, what um, there's an um, uh, episode they call it by... Um, Biblical Bible something I, I forgot that, that that movie show it is. Okay. But if you go to next Netflix, you will see that. Mm-hmm. And most of them, when I watch this movie, like if some of them talk about everything, what is in the Bible, but it's not showing exactly it's about. And I take my time to just verify about that, and I see that the devil try to twist all kind of formation, just to make sure people seeing it how they're capable to just make them believe that's how the bible create and that's how god done in the bible and that's who god is and that's who uh, um pretended to be and for them to follow their own way not to follow god's will commandment mm. i saw a video recently online and this pastor was saying that like sometimes pastors focus on the wrong things like they focus about they're, they're too focused about what's going into someone's mouth versus to what's coming out of someone's mouth. As in, in, re- in regards to gay men. Gay men? Like, they're too focused on what's going in their mouth, pause, to what's coming out of their mouth. As in, like, what they're saying versus to what they're, you know, sucking, pause. So what do you think about that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, I've ne- I never thought about that before, but that's the first time I heard that. Um, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. So what do you think about that? Like, if a gay preacher was speaking the word, as in like they were speaking the word fully and the spirit was in them, pause. Like, I would say blasphemy. Um, just so blasphemous. You would scream blasphemy? Yeah, I would okay. say that. Okay. Because the reason I would say that, um, just, just hold on for Okay, okay. The reason I would say that, um, now these days, a lot of Christians trying to be Christian to say anything what they know in the Bible, but not quite sure mm-hmm. they follow God's commitment. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it's easy to say anything what you want to say, which is speak out. But it's not easy to open your heart and fake spirit to God. So let me play that was the devil's advocate for a second. Mm-hmm. Prior to Paul being blinded on the road to Damascus and Christ coming to speak to him, he used to think that people saying that Christ was the Son of God was blasphemy yeah. to the point where he used to persecute Christians. 
the point where he used to help kill Christians, saying that was blasphemy. So his idea of blasphemy was changed. Do you believe that us saying those things of blasphemy can be changed at one point? Yes, yes it could be changed. Because That's prior, because another thing, people argue that prior to Christ coming, because we know during the time of Adam and Eve, there was only one law, do not eat from the tree. Yeah. Right? So they broke that law. So after Moses came, he was given the tablet with the Ten Commandments on it from God. And then the, we know during the book of Deuteronomy, they received additional laws, right? Yes. And then he had certain judges and other people that he distributed the law so that they could give the law to the people. But then when Christ came, Christ said, I am the law. Because most of the time they will say that Christ was breaking the law or went against the laws of Moses. For example, they said that this woman has fornicated according to the laws of Moses. What shall we do about her? And Jesus said, let he without sin cast the first stone. Another time when Jesus was doing miracles on the Sabbath, they were going to crucify him as well. And mm-hmm. then Jesus said, um, if your donkey or cattle was to fall into a ditch, why don't you go down and save it as well? And Christ said that. And Christ was said that Sabbath was made for man, man wasn't made for the Sabbath. That's right. That's right. So let's say... If someone, okay, because one day I, I met a gay Christian, I was speaking to him, mm-hmm. and he was telling me nowadays it's easier to say that you're gay versus to say that you're Christian. And that goes back to what you were saying in regards to people don't take, I guess, Christ and God seriously. as seriously, but then they glorify other things, right? Mm-hmm. So is it based on the law, based on society, or, or based on what God says according to that? Based on the law. And based on this, um, you know, technically based on the law because the law it's so instantly to be more more important for Christ because Christ want everybody to focus to what He want everybody to be intense as Christian. Now look at right now these days the law is so not perverted in, in society because people don't want to follow the law. We're talking about the law of God, right? Yes. Okay. Thanks for clearing that up, Brother Sanders. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but my question I would like to get ask you guys, and I want to see how you guys think about that. It's that when somebody don't have the opportunity to know Christ, what would be the first step that you want to engage them to see what the com- combined, how the seven Adventists, how we are, and all the different Christian people? You, you want to go first? I'll go first, but before I go first, I want to just give a shout out to a couple of people. I see Fredo watching, Fredo H. Chan, that's your man, right? Yeah, that's your friend, he's watching. Um, <laughs> Valencia Holden, um, Marco, salute to you, my cousin Ray, um, Alexandria from Philly, salute to you. Um, what I wanted to basically say is, um, is this, I think the best way to reach someone to Christ is by your lifestyle, number one, and the way you live, mm-hmm. the way you treat other people, and the way you love. Because that's the best way. That's the best way you can bring people to Christ. Um, I've noticed that a track is not effective enough. Giving a track is not effective enough. Mm-hmm. Um, giving a person a pamphlet is not enough. Um, because these days, you know, you give people pamphlets, you give people, um, and, and I'm not saying unless God inspires you to do that, but especially with this day and age, it's you being neighborly, how you treat your neighbors, 
um, how you live, and, and and you don't have to really be um, perfect in a sense where you don't have flaws. You feel me? But you have to have standards. You have to have people will respect your standards and and your love. That's how you get people to receive Christ. That's how it works. I would just say, yes, similar to what you said. Meet, yeah. meet their needs, like meet them where they at. Facts. Say for example, you see someone that's starving. Yep. If, if if they're starving and you're talking to them about God, they're not gonna listen to you because they're starving. That's a fact. Like for example, when Christ was walking with all those people, he was like, These people have been following me for days, what have they had to eat? And the disciples said, we don't have enough to feed all these people. Well, what are we to do? And Christ's like, no, we can't do that. Let's see the little that we have and try to multiply it by our faith. And I think that's what we can do today. Like, a lot of us, when we say, let's go help somebody, like, nah, I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't know have that. Christ didn't have a job. He didn't have any income. He worked with the little bit that he had. My God. And then he, made it and then he, he prayed to God every morning. Like, I tell my youth every Saturday, like, Every morning when Christ woke up, he prayed to God for guidance, for strength, for refuge, and for, and for power. And basically, if we call ourselves Christians, we got to do as like Christ did, and that was to pray to God and deny self, like you that. know? And so, with the little bit that Christ had, he prayed to his Father, and he asked it to be multiplied, just like us. Us with very little, like me and Sanders. We have very little, but we always do as much as we can, and then we reach out to others, and then it multiplies, and multiplies, and multiplies. That's a fact. And that's, that's with great. all of the community service initiatives that we have done. And when we do it, people are so amazed. Like, how did you guys do it? Well, we mobilized the people. We saw a need. We met that need. We prayed on it. God gave our blessing. And this was the benediction that came. And through that benediction, we was able to bless others. So you know, I think that's real ministry. Like the turkey drive, perfect example. Yeah, that's yeah, like that's seventy that's families that had turkeys on their table for Thanksgiving. Wow. Not wow. only turkeys, but rice, mac and cheese, ham hamburger helper, wow. canned goods. You know, different stuff that they had. And how much people could say, "Wow, we helped feed seventy families." You know, that's a huge accomplishment. That's a huge accomplishment. So that's shout great. to everybody that donated, and shout to everybody that helped during all the initiatives last year. That's a fact. And I think right now, especially with um, just looking at the goals um, that we have in mind, um, getting the subscribers, um, getting the license, we definitely need sponsors. That's a fact. I was talking to my cousin about this um, yesterday. He said, I see what you guys are doing, but you guys need to connect with sponsors. And when you become a non-for-profit, um, there's a lot of things that, that, that will be done and that will continue to be done. Um, it's just that we just want to just um, legitimize what we're doing. And like I said, once the funds come, we can do something. You know what I'm saying? Now, the, blessing, the blessing always going to be there. Exactly. And like I said, we don't want to, because you know, a lot of times, you know, you don't want to, um, you know, whoever wants to give, give. You feel me? But we don't want to, we want to be able to have the means yes. to make something work, yes. which is a beautiful thing. And then once we legitimize as a company, we start getting grants and we start getting income, we could hire other people too. That's a fact. And then we can help other people feed their families. That's you know? a fact. That's great. And then That's we're going to continue, 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 continue. We're going to build and we're going to grow, you know? That's and that's, 
That's so all it's about. Like, you've been telling me since day one, and now that I'm keep repeating, and even Jay-Z said it, legacy, legacy, legacy. legacy. After we're gone, what are we going to leave to our children? That's a fact. What can they get? Like me, most recently, I've been collecting art. Like, if you ever come to my house, you'll see so much <laughs> art. Like, you know? <laughs> like, m my walls is... is is lined up and the most expensive pieces I put them higher up, you know, <laughs> for obvious reasons. <laughs> so, so like, you know, even when I'm gone, like, you know, the kids could take those and, you know, they'll be worth even more later on. Smart. And that's one way, you know, like. But to me, I consist it because that we have the knowledge that we're capable to open ourselves as we are young people right now. Yeah. And I believe that God's particularly make sure each of us have a different wisdom. And you see your wisdom as a vision, you want to show everybody like how Christ existed and how donation how Christian you are. Your your particular idea is just show that how faster you are, how honestly you want to show people the world, how to follow that commitment. Mine is going to be a little different. But has, why I'm saying that right now is because that we all, I'm so worried about the youth more than the parents and the adults because the youth is a part of people in the future. No, they they, 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 they they're actually the church of now. Technically, they're supposed to be the one covered. The That's church all right. Now. That's true. And my my guarantee mm -hmm. is not because I have to be sure that I'm perfect. I'm better. My guarantee is just show them that where is the direction you want to go. Mm -hmm. It's good to have education. I have no problem with that. It's good for you to walk on the street and have a good friend. I have no problem with that either. But what is your goal as a Christian? That's a question I always ask myself all the time. Mm -hmm. Why do I decide to become a Christian if I don't have a job, a ministry to put myself out? What is my point of view to stay unbounded? Mm -hmm. Just only spend my time, you know, be on Instagram, Snapchat, and look at all the people's life history. Why do I see my life to grow in the future when I have my own future children to get them ready? Mm -hmm. How to pretend them, put them in a positivity Conference. The, the the thing you guys are doing is so inspiring me because this was I want to be in that show. Mm. Being that show is just that. Wow. Be connected. The show is not just only to speaking that I know. It's to speaking what you got telling me. It's giving a message to provide others. Mm. And that message you got just giving to me like like example we talk about the turkey part. He's talking about um how he just see the blessing God gave it to him. He had to groove with it. It just provide me like maybe I should just get this message and pull my mind how to culture others to see that listen those two guys I'm been talking to a long time on Facebook they have the prosperity of some ideas I want you guys to watch this and see how to provide it and that's a good thing yeah of course because I think the most important commodity I feel like in this world is people and I feel like I was at the same point as you were in regards to what can I do in regards to ministry, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I can say honestly, guys, and I'm going to look at the camera when I say this, I wasn't a fan of a lot of these preachers or pastors. Before you go further, hold on. What do you think a ministry represents? A minister to me represents someone that knows the Bible, as in they know the Fantastic. Bible and they could apply it practically to everyday life where mm -hmm. other people, say for example, you never read the Bible a day in your life, I can say a story from the Bible, I'm like, okay, this is a person, not, not even using the name of the people in the yeah, Bible, just yeah. a story and give you a lesson from it, where you're like, okay, I understand where you're coming from. Okay. That's how I see it. But some people, they abuse the pulpit, they use it for different reasons, there's too much politics at times, sometimes people are just doing it for popularity, 
Sometimes people doing it for the wrong reasons. Excuse me. Because we're not it's just that we are here to be convert ourselves to what we are, the experience we have in today. Let's say about the society right now. What, are your, what is the biggest thought that we could do a change? The biggest ideas. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that we, we, we could be doing, we should be doing. Um, but so far you already done a lot so far. <laughs> I mean, like I said, in all honesty, I mean, with everything that has been done, in all honesty, I just want to just take it to the next level. Exactly. I think... It's just the beginning. I man. think 75, <laughs> I think 300 codes, I think that's... That's okay. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's... That doesn't, like, anything that's... Like I said, I was talking to somebody about this. You know, anything that's given, that you give, even if it's one person, that's that's good. That's great. That's good. But for for the vision that God has given us, um, I want to I want us just to take it to the the next level. So I'm just waiting for. Huh? It's like the other day, right? Yes. We gave away seventy thirty seventy turkeys, and I was telling you, I said, Burman gave away a thousand turkeys the other day. Yeah. You know, two thousand yeah, turkeys. Yeah, yeah. You know. Why not ten thousand? Why not thirty thousand? <laughs> why not fifty thousand? You know what I'm saying? Why not a thousand goals? Because people think 300 coats is a lot. 300 coats I mean, those buying like, like 45 minutes. Those things are a lot. But if you have like, if you give like 50,000 items away, that's like, that's that's a lot of people that yes. you can bring yes. to Christ. They yeah. can come to your Amen. church. My thing is that, you know, you know, I think it's just thinking big. So right now I'm just, I'm just waiting for us to transition yeah. um, to becoming a non-for-profit. I'm just waiting just to just, you know, because you know ministry costs. Yeah, it, it costs, costs, costs money to make things happen. Costs a lot. And you know, once you have vision, you have God, you have money, you can make something. You can make definitely something, something work. That's a definite. So I'm just waiting for that yeah. before we transition into the next initiative that we um, that we want to do. But to answer your question, um, basically, my my idea came from our previous pastor, Pastor Wilfred, and he was like, we young people use the skills that young people have that the older generation don't have. And yes, one of the wow. skills, one of the skills that, like he brought the camera to the church. He was the first one to bring the camera to the church. He said, he said, Re record yourself and put it on the internet. And he had one of those old cameras, like them big box shaped cameras, but we still have them in the church now. <laughs> so like, so like when, when when I used it and I put the first video online, it took a year for a thousand people to view it. It took a year to get a thousand views. Now we could do a thousand views in a couple of days, right? In a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. So like, oh my God. so from the videos, the, the ministry started growing and then I put them on YouTube and then I was like, okay, now that I got this following, now that I got this popularity, I'm not trying to preach in the church every week because I... Because all this popularity came off of just two sermons. I only did two sermons like a few years ago. And then I was like, okay, what can I do next? Because we was doing youth days and we would promote the youth days like how we promote parties. Because when I was younger, I used to go to parties a lot. So we used to do the flyers, invite other people to sing. You know, other people that's known within the community. Shout out to Sammy Tucson and Blue Angels. Um, he connected me to a lot of people. And then I was like, all right, what, what can I do next? What can I do next? And then I hooked up with Sanders, and then me and Sanders did the show in the basement, you know? And that was, like, almost a year ago. And so, from the basement, we we here in the Real World Studio. That's so. a fact. It's all about consistency. It's all about consistency. It's all about progressiveness. And also, too, um, faith. faith. And also, too, 
never forget humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, you always got to start somewhere. You always got to start somewhere. A lot of these big companies like Apple. Um, Apple started in a garage. In a garage, Amazon, garage. You got to start in humble beginnings. You know what I'm saying? It's about progression. Hey, you never know what's going to happen in the next six months when we come out for profit. Like I said, how about two months? Yo, you just never know. You, you just never, never know. know. I just know. I just know. I just sure I'm gonna pray for you guys. I, yes, I just know. Next, for next time, like I said, we're just claiming just does just the, the 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 financial wealth to come, so we can do some no. real Listen, things. You see, you see the, the situation. If you concerned about the financial, no, no, that's God, that's God's hand. No, no, that's, that's God's hand. But but the thing is, that, like I said, you gotta have vision, but you need the back. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. not worried about that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm around the million dollar man, you know. So, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not denying it, man. I'm, I'm just, 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 you know, you just, I'm just waiting on the Lord, yeah. I, and I'm believing on the Lord, good, and, and I know that God is gonna do some, some big things. I'm not even denying that that's at good. all. That's good. Yes. But I heard that you guys are moving soon. Um. Moving. Church. Oh, because we're in the process of merging with another yeah, church. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Two other churches. Okay. Because they're trying to buy like a mega church. This church is like in the millions of dollars, okay. you know? So it's going to be, let me see, we already merged with what Les me in the past. We're going to merge with another church and then two other churches. So it's going to be like about five churches together. Five? Like one church. I'm going to to say. Yeah, because remember, the church now, Jordan River, was two churches that merged to make Jordan River. So that's already two. That's yeah, amazing. I, I that makes yeah, perfect yeah. sense. So it's like five churches together so we can have enough capital and income to buy like one mega church. Like the building we're going to buy is is bigger than like it's it's bigger than Hebron almost. Yeah, it is bigger yeah. than Hebron. It's a it's a it's a big place. So Pastor Pins in the building. What's up, my guy? How are you? How are you? I wanted to ask you guys a question. How do you feel about these high school? Like, I, I'm eager about this generation. How do you guys feel about the high school high school students that 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 went outside um, and just you know said I'm not going to school today. I'm going to speak against the environment. Question. How do you guys feel about that? I love that. Question. I think that's beautiful. You heard about that, right, Pastor Pierre? What? You, you heard about that, right? Students who just walked out oh, across yes. America. Yeah. How you feel? How you guys yeah. feel about that? So. I saw one video recently about the teacher that actually had the gun in the classroom and the yeah. gun actually went off and it shot Mercy. a person. I feel like, okay, guns don't kill people, people kill people. As in like, if a gun is just laying there, it won't kill you. I feel like, I feel like in regards to security, Guns are for use, as in like a police officer can't really do his job without a gun. They can, but at the same time, if a criminal has a gun, it's over for the security guard or the police officer. If you're transporting money and someone comes up to you and they're trying to rob you, you have no gun, they have a gun, it's over for you. I think there's a time and place for everything. I think if you're at war and someone's shooting at you, you need a gun. Like, in those type of situations. I think guns have no place in school. That's a fact. Unless like... There's a police officer in the school that has a gun. But a lot of these, just, but a lot of these shootings that are being done, though, I don't see like urban neighborhoods really having that problem because it's the main fact that we have metal detectors. Well, yeah, you see yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah, we always have metal detectors. We have urban, you know, from like urban areas. I just feel like, but they in urban areas for a reason because urban areas are known for gun violence. That's a fact. Outside <laughs> of that's the a school. fact. That's a fact. That's, that's a fact. Really fact. But my thing is that with 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 Caucasian folk, they're more they're more violent. That's 
they're more violent than us if you want to be if you want to be and honest it, it, that's why i hate the most they always take the black person or the one have the most high violence no it's the white person the white they person always, they, always, they always listen, find the, a way listen, listen historically yeah. speaking even with europe they, they always find they a way to make sure the black one was asia conquer africa they 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 use war for sport you know what i'm saying you could, you could tell part of the history like I'll, yeah. be, I'll be really honest with that because yeah. that, that's something I always be uncomfortable when I when I've been in high school I learned the, the history half the history have been removed and I'm gonna be honest with that it's his story thank it's you story put together you, you know it's so crazy you. to even add to that what you're saying there's a uh, archaeologist said this yesterday he said any any historian or archaeologist who makes statements that they know how to build the pyramid that's a lie because this 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 people in history who claim they know how to build pyramids. That's true. But the thing is that it's never been duplicated. Never you see what I'm saying? That's the same, that's so, the same thing happened. Um, um, what's that in the Bible again? What's that? Um, the bell. I mean, it's not bell. What's this? Um, what's some, that? Something from from the, um, from the Bible. Which book? Tower of Babel. Yeah, we go. Tower of Babel. Yeah, Tower of Babel. Almost like the way like the guy would try build the tower to go on in the sky so reach, God. reach it to the heaven yeah. but it never made it yeah. and God know that's not going to be existed right. I believe that that's what the world trying to do the world trying to do they want to be top us head over over God's kingdom mm -hmm. just want to hide all the secrecy mm -hmm. of God's real truth in mm -hmm. a sermon I did I compared the Tower of Babel to NASA you see how yeah. you see how they use the Tower of Babel to say that they wanted to reach God and mm -hmm. that to like almost to say that they're higher than God as in a mark. But if you see today, all of these countries around the world are fighting to see who has the tallest tower it, in their and country. And you can see that right now. Yeah. And even so, when they created NASA and they claimed that they not say claim, that they shot the the spaceship into the air the first thing that astronaut said he said i looked i looked i couldn't find heaven almost to say that okay we made it to space and they said heaven is above but there's no heaven but then we know at one point most of the rockets that were shot into the air a lot of them blew up hmm. once they hit the air hmm. once they hit the atmosphere and that's why nasa like closed off for a little bit but then they went private because at one time they were public then they were private and now who knows what they do now <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to understand, like about the watcher, um, um, what happened to the um, to the watcher center, and when they try to do one watcher center, you try to make it more tall. And my mom think like, do they destroy those two to make a longest one to be go to the top of the heaven? And that's why I'm trying to ask another question because I've tried to figure it out based how the history from the Bible and the society we live in now is connect the same thing, but they confuse you. How it's gonna look? Yeah, of course. This is what this 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 OGO always told me. He said that you can't reinvent the wheel. Everything that's going on in the world happened already. It's just happening in a different time. There's there's different characters with different names, but and the setting might be different and the materials might be different, but it's the same people doing the same thing so over and so over. That and over right and now, again. So that I mean right now, so I mean right now, there is no peace in this planet. People are just gonna say it's this peace. But it's nothing gonna be working unless they just put one wash in your mind, make you thinking that's what we're gonna go somewhere. There was never peace on earth since the first sin. I mean, that's there's right. genocide going on right now. People getting killed. There's slavery happening. 
right now in Libya. It was it was there was these girls in Nigeria. They already that that's missing right now too. Yeah. And, and also to even to add on too, they say that they're like black people who are just they're just missing. Like a good amount of black people right now is is missing. Yeah. I mean, um. Go ahead, my brother. No, for a lot of different reasons. Some it's, people are like organ harvesting. Some people are being kidnapped. Yeah. Oh yeah. I heard about raped. that. Yeah, that's going on in Haiti too. They also found that. out too um, that there was a big prostitution, the big prostitution ring with the UN um, messing with the girls in the tents in Haiti and everything like that. Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But good news, I'm, I'm hearing that Haiti um, they're making plans to do um, Ben Cot to Ben Cot Light, which is beautiful. I'm hearing some good, good stuff about you. Heard, you heard about that? Is that going to be in the radio? No, no. I mean, well, you know, Joe now he has his. Um, he has his uh, he has his Facebook page, okay. and he's showing you that of what he's doing. He's actually, you know, they're building ro- roads. Mm-hmm. Um, Haiti is 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 going to is 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 actually gonna be number one soon when it comes to tourism, because they have a lot of resorts oh, in wow. Haiti. I'm telling you guys, that's, you guys want to invest? Great. That's great. Invest in Haiti, man. That's great. I'm telling you guys, things 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 are 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 about to change. Yeah, about to change. Real, real, real soon. The way it's looking. That's why we need to change our, our style right now real soon as possible. Yeah, real soon things are going to change, you know? <laughs> so let's go back to sin, right? Because yeah. that's what you yeah. want to yeah. talk yeah. about. Yeah. Um, so in regards to today's world, I think the biggest issue that we face today is the fact that we live in a fast food world almost where everybody wants to do everything fast. Live fast, die young, fast cars, fast women, fast money, fast drugs, fast everything. And... So, so living fast oftentimes come with crime or, or with sin, but so that they won't feel any accountability from those things, a lot of people, they deny God or they d- diminish God. And back to what you were saying in regards to the youth, I feel like a lot of youth don't want to step up because of the things that they're doing outside of church. Like, what do you guys think about that? This is what I feel. I feel like a lot of young people now, I, I'm going to talk about, ch- let, let's go outside of church. Let's just take it to the our first spectrum. Okay. I feel like with the gun violence that's going on, I feel like a lot of young people want to get involved in their community, want to get involved in speaking against injustice. You see a lot of young people that are doing phenomenal things. Now, in regards to in a spectrum of Seventh-day Advent, seven Adventism, I feel that a lot of young people are not motivated. Maybe it's because they're not getting opportunity, and because they're not getting opportunity, that's the reason why they're not being vocal. You follow me? Yeah. And they're those who just don't want to just do the work. You know what I'm saying? Um, but 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 I just want to just encourage young people in our church, especially with everything that's going on, especially with Trump being in office. We we need to be doing more. We need to be getting involved more. We need to be helping more. We need to be empowering more. There's so much that needs to be done that can be done. Um, yesterday I just met with the Jamaica, um, the, the 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 Queens, uh, the Queens, no the Queens faction of the NAACP, and they talked about right now the biggest thing that we need to really challenge. I mean, he wants to come to the show talking about prison reform. And I think that we just, as leaders, we just need to motivate. Motivate the young people. Because like I said, when I was growing up, I didn't see leaders. 
doing different drives. I didn't see leaders, you know, doing different things that we have been doing. You understand? And I think that people need to see that. And that's why that's what we're building. Yeah. When they see that, hopefully they can get involved as well too. And trust me, there's a few leaders that that, that are that admins that are about their business, but we just need to motivate the people more because you know, unfortunately when you're when you're when you're when you're rich and you're clothed, you know, when you're rich you don't think you're poor. When you're clothed, you don't think you're naked. You know what I'm saying? Um, when you when you think you're fed, you don't think that you need. You know, we, we have the money. Our church have the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that we just need to motivate the people to understand this is the model. This is the aim. This is the objective. Not by just saying it through speech, That's but right. by through action. By action. So what you think, man? But to me, what yeah. I was thinking, like, that, to what you said about motivation, encouragement, the number one critic that I believe the church being given the youth all the time is criticizing. The, prob- the problem with the criticizing is because it's how you judge the kid. The kid gonna think you don't like who they are yeah. without even get the prosper, give them the chance mm. to how to correct them. Then when I mean correct them, it's not like you tell them, oh, that clothes you're wearing is not for church. Mm. That's not how you judge a human being because learn something. The brain has two sides. Mm-hmm. This. There's conscious mind, there's subconscious mind. When you say something, they hear what you said, but but the other subconscious mind gives them another information to hold back them thinking you're judging against them. You see what I mean? So for us to be a, um, build a youth level stronger is two possible reasons, I would think. Give them the ability the way they want to see how they want to work with God's future themselves. That's one. Two. It's give them chance to them to speak. So whatever they want to see themselves to grow yeah. and to see it to follow God's commitment, not to end up stuck in the society, whether they have to stuck by God's hand and by God's plan, that will be an opportunity for them to discuss whatever they got to discuss. Because yeah. right now, the reason why you see the youth have difficulty time for the church, it's not because they don't want to be in the church. It's not because... They want to participate, uh, to participate in the church. They want to get involved. Exactly. They, they want to get they, involved. They, they, do, they do love to get involved. They want to get involved. They, they love to do it. Like, like example, Richard have a give them example about um, Moses. That's how I was listening to yeah. them. And they were paying attention exactly. Richard was described. But you the see idea. how passionate I was. Exactly. How, I how passionate it, he was. How I and they would listen to him. Uh, they take their time to listen to him. You know, he did not give them any criticism against them he gave them exactly what the bible provides mm-hmm. for them to provide the same journey yeah and, and that's to it. exactly it just came into it you know what's so crazy i want to even come you know in what I, mean? I heard that um this past friday this saturday was very successful um in regards to service wise I just want to come in the Franco Haitian Federation for just doing shout to Franco Haitian phenomenal job. Shout like to I Daniel, said, shout to Jessica, yeah, shout like to like Jonathan. I said it's always gonna take the few, the few. The the twenty percent. Mm-hmm. That's you know the twenty percent. But it shouldn't be few because it's it sh- a lot of us. Sh- it should be more. It should be more. It should be more than coming. It's a lot it of be, us. It is. It is what it it's is. A lot it of us. So. <laughs> you know, like I said, the twenty percent. The twenty percent. The twenty percent doesn't want to be criticized. I mean, no, that twenty percent. The eighty percent don't want to be criticized because, like I said, when you're a leader, mm-hmm. it comes with, you know, it comes with it. It comes with it. But, like I said, we gotta motivate. We gotta motivate, we gotta encourage, we gotta show, you know, and, and let people know, hey listen, mm-hmm. get involved. But I think I think a lot of the youth 
a lot of them have low self-esteem from where they feel like they're not good enough to do certain things. And sometimes... Let me answer that. Yeah, go ahead. That's a good thing you say that, but I don't think they feel low self-esteem. Um, self-esteem? Yeah. Low self-esteem because they don't think they could do it. It's just because they don't want to hear the criticism against them. See what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll quickly give an example. Yeah, Remember yeah. one time... I know it's kind of a bit disturbing saying that. No, 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 no you go. Um, it's the real world. I was passing the bathroom. You asked one of the guys, um, I want you to pray uh, uh, um, in the stage. He said, no, I don't want to pray. Like, I want you to pray. Why you don't want to pray? <laughs> I don't want to pray. But it's not that he don't want to. It's just that he's thinking whatever he's going to say in the prayer, what they're going to tell who he is. Or probably his dad going to be like, oh, yeah. There you go. Dad. You see? So, so, so you got to think, because you got to think what the youth thinking. Don't think how you give them result. Think what they're thinking, what's locking them not to be get close to Christ. Because me, there's a youth like that, he told me, if I didn't speak to him, he didn't know how to come to Christ. Because he make a lot of mistakes in his life, mm. that every time he comes to church, he don't want to pray, he don't want to be around the church, but he decided to be in church for one reason, because he loves Christ. Somebody's liking that part. Mm. It's just he loves Christ. Somebody's mm. liking it on Facebook. You know what I mean? But it's good to love Christ. But when you love Christ, it's not just you show up, just people, because people have telling things. Let people talk. Mm. Whatever they're talking, it's not going to give um, inspiring your life to be destroyed. Because that's why Christ is here for a reason. Christ is going to motivate your mind, clean whatever you think and what they say to you, and provide your spirit to so a different dimension. To me, I see him, his spirit is a bit low because he's scared what the parents um, you know how Haitian are. Haitian love to talk and they love to say something. Oh. Even though you try the best you can't. And the, the strongest idea Somebody's that you know God has given to you. And they always find a way to just diss the children down. And that's why they always have some mental themselves. Honestly, it's almost like mental dis disorder because you make the kid thinking like, am I worthy to be in class, church, am I worthy to be preaching? Am I worthy to capable to do it? Because you're not showing them to be feel worthy. Because if you want them to be worthy, your job is to like, listen, let me help you out. Let me give you the possibility that you could do that. Let me show you what the Bible could show. If they, even though they're not interested, just keep the passivity. Soon or later, the subconscious mind gonna give them some information how to provide that. You see what I mean? That's why I believe that the consequence of sin is just that we don't know what we could choose. We could choose Christ, but we could choose the world. But the world is so sweet because the devil knows exactly what we're there's nothing, there's, there's nothing in the world, man. There's you nothing know? that could be... Exactly. Oh, there's nothing, everything there, is temporary. There'll never be nothing in the world because we're so, we're so blind in what we see. We're so blind. Because me, I, I remember when I was... Oh, I'm going to give you something my lifetime because that's going to help most of you to understand. On my lifetime, when I was young, when I was 14, 15 years old, that's how I was in Haiti, and my mother always told me that you have to wake up in the morning and pray. I didn't mind to pray, but sometimes I don't want prayer. I pray because I'm awake, thank God, and I just pray whatever I pray. Next day, I want to pray because God already know I pray. But my problem that I have myself, I put that I believe God know my prayer without my belief of spiritually. To Christ, because Christ not choosing somebody to pray just because you could pray how you feel like it, how you want it to be. 
but you don't have faith against him. That's the problem we have. We don't have faith against Christ. Let me ask you guys a question, right? Um, the other day, we were doing something, right? Yeah. And then we needed someone to pray. And the person said that they did not want a youth to pray because they felt that a youth's prayer wouldn't be as strong as an adult's prayer. So they wanted someone that could give That's a strong prayer. That's not true. Do y'all believe that it depends on age? No. Or is there such no. thing as a stronger prayer? Or is, it, or is there a such thing as your prayer being stronger than someone else's See, prayer? See, now right, now right now, you, now, now you're going to make me go to the Bible. I disagree with that. When Jesus was preaching, do they say that because we Jesus aged is 12 years old, you're not supposed to preach on one of the... On the um, the um, um, the Pharisees. Yeah, yeah. The Pharisee, everything. Yeah. Do they just tell J Jesus not to preach because you're 12 years old? You don't even know anything about the Bible. Mm. No. Why you have to allow to tell a kid cannot pray just because of part of the age? Because you try this them to make show them that they're not ready, but they are ready because the reason why they're not ready because you discard them the mind mm. for them not to think they are available. Now you know why I'd be harassing that kid in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but you are getting his mind. You are getting his mind. But it, but it's not your fault because you know what you what you're trying to do. Yeah. You're trying to get him to get close to it. But that's not the best way to get him close to it because the more you're gonna keep saying, why you gonna say? No, no, no. You get on my nerve. That's what he's saying. No. But it's not about I, to get him in his nerve. I I, I feel like with <laughs> all of them. <laughs> and they say no until they say yes. <laughs> They'll be like, I'm like, so no, much, so no. Much, so they much. have to say yes. You know why? Because you got so much on them. They don't have no less spirit to continue. They're like, ah, oh, you know what? Yes, I knew it. And once you do it once, then they can do it twice. Exactly. Three times. Do it four times. But soon, but soon they're gonna to it. You know why? Because you give them the encouragement. Yeah. Like he said, the encouragement is a powerful part because you make them feel so comfortable that the parents cannot can can even do. Yeah, I mean, I like the kids. I like the youth a lot. Like even on Saturday mornings, I wake up six, six, seven in the morning just to make it to church on time and do the and do the morning lesson with them and do the Bible study with them. And sometimes we stare away from like say for example we start with the lesson book, but say for example we we encounter something from real life. Like say for example we talk about stewardship and they'll ask a question like, how can we display stewardship? In real life, and I'll speak to them. I'm like, okay, how do you help somebody? So I'm like, I don't like to help people. I'm like, why not? Because I don't have the money for that. Okay, you don't have to have money for that. You can help them in another way. You can help them cross the street. You can help somebody fix something at their house. You can help them clean. And they like, okay, and then that'll dive deeper into a deeper conversation. Then I'll get to know them, and then I'll give them personal experience. Like I had one kid at my church. Like he said, I asked them one Saturday morning, if you was youth leader, what would you do? Different. And one kid was like, I'll get money. I said, get money how? He said, oh, I'll make them all sell drugs. And I was like, okay, sell drugs how? He said, oh, I would get drugs. I would get money. I said, how would you get money to buy drugs? I said, because there's only two ways that, that you would get drugs. You can either use your own money or get it on consignment. And consignment, if you don't pay back, then you're going to end up dead. He didn't even know what consignment was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was like, consignment is credit. And I said, so, so how would you get the money? He said, oh, I'll buy the drugs with my parents' credit card. I said, so you're gonna buy drugs with credit cards? Which drug dealer gonna take your credit card first of all? And now you got a paper trail. So like, as I started to break it down to him, cause I, cause I have experience <coughs> with these things and he did not know this. So like, everybody's looking at 
And I'm like, wow. And I'm like, okay, are you good with math? Because you're going to have to know ounces. You're going to have to know pounds. You're going to have to do all these things. And you're going to have to add. You're going to have to have people working for you. Mm-hmm. Are you good with with with, pe- pe- with people skills? Are you good with business? Are you good with calculations and things of that it's nature? Because you're going to be running a business. There's a science to it. Bro. And then it was a, yeah, and then, a science and then the, the rest of the class like, I don't want to sell drugs. That sounds hard. I'm like, yeah, because everybody thinks you sell drugs. It's fast money. It's easy. Like selling drugs is not easy, bro. Yeah, it's not easy and I'm like, I'm like, these kids say things that they think they know, but they don't really know. That's but unless problem. someone comes with the knowledge and they're like, okay, sit down. Let me really break this down to you and take their time then that's when they really understand. And I feel like that's where a lot of leaders lack. Like, how are you gonna teach somebody something that you've never lived? And the first thing that they say, what what do you know about my life? You haven't been there before, so what do you know? It's not, it's not, it's, 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 it's not about to connect to get to know the person's life. It's about to connect the person's spirit mm. to provide a different way, the way they're thinking, that's not the way they're supposed to think. Yeah, your clue, your clue, your clue is just that you won't try to get on his spirit, cause he's a human being. He gonna say what he gotta say, cause that's what he sees between his eyes. Yeah, that's why our body, our flesh, are the same part, and our spirit health is the one keep hold us not to be sin. That's why I said consequence sin is just something that we try to determine ourselves to get away from it. Mm. Why do we have somebody have a strong spirit and courage the one who have a weaker spirit? You see what I mean? So to myself, like, okay, to myself right now, the way I see the society right now, I could see people who's not Christian out there want to stop do the sin they've been doing. I see people who come to me, tell me like, oh, you're a Christian, you're seven Adventists, please pray for me. Help me to, it's not, it's so difficult for them that they want to be with Christ, but they don't know how to do it. It's hard for and a lot that's of people what, to that's pray. What, that's what I said, that's our job to change our perspective to help the ones out there who doesn't know that we have the mental intelligence and wisdom God gave us to be provided. And that's why I always so scared about the youth in church. Do you know a lot of people in church is scared to pray for people outside of church? That's true. Some people lack faith to the point where if they stand in front of somebody outside and pray for them, they scared to even close their eyes to pray because they might be scared to die. Somebody might hit them in the face while their eyes are closed. I remember one time I seen a drunkard on the street and he was drunk to the point where he couldn't stand still his face was bloodshot red because he was Spanish his face was red his eyes were yellow and he was drooling he was sitting there and I'm like what's wrong with you sir he said he said what do you mean I said you're drunk because he came and asked me for a dollar I, I was like you didn't stop drinking because you're killing yourself mm-hmm. he said he said so let me die because I don't want to live anymore I said why not he said because I don't want to live anymore I said why not he said he said he said look at me Look at me. I said, I said, I'm seeing you, but just because you feel like you're near your end, you're not done yet. You still have a chance, and you drinking is gonna kill yourself. But you, Amen. Got, Amen. but you have the ability to save yourself. Amen. I, I said, you could, you could be a great man. He said, I used to be a great man. I, I said, you're still a great man. You still, still got exactly. time. As long as you got time, Amen. you could change. You Amen. could be better. Amen. He said, I started drinking because my son died. And that's where we tapped into it. You see how much Great. later I had to go past in order to yes. get to that. Yes. He said, he said my son died. That's the, the, and that's the wisdom. And right. he said, after my son died, I felt like dying myself. And then I turned to alcohol to numb the pain. I said, alcohol is not going to numb your pain because after the alcohol is done, after you sober up, you're still going to feel the same pain. And you're either going to deal with the pain or look for more alcohol. And that's how you become an addict. He was like, yeah, you're right. 
And I said, okay. And I said, I'm not going to give you a dollar, but I'm going to pray with you. And then I said, do you want me to pray with you? He said, yeah, pray with me. And I prayed with him. And then after that, for those few seconds where, while we was praying, after he was praying, he found peace. And I said, okay, sir, go home. Like, just go home. He said, all right. Thank you very much. And that's a random man on the corner. That's amen for that. You know? Amen. But not a lot of but not a lot of Christians would have that heart, you know? Cause there's some people who claim to be gangster. They'll run up to you, punch you in your face, beat you, rob you, and do all that. Trust me. They, but, they, they don't want to. But you ask them to pray, they can't. They can't. Why is that? Because they feel that they don't understand the they don't understand the power of repentance. They don't understand the power of confession. Amen. They don't understand the power of restoration. They don't understand the power of forgiveness. They don't understand the power of salvation. So that's why they live by moment by moment. That's why they call it the fast life. But when you show them otherwise, they're like, yo, God's forgiveness is real. I've had guys who's in the street life, um, who you say, and you explain to them the forgiveness of God, and they're baffled by that because they're not used to that. So, man, the love of God is real. My prayer for everybody who's watching tonight is to try Him, experience Him. You will never be the same. Amen. Again, it's a blessing. But that's a good thing to like to share with that with you guys. And I appreciate the, um, mm -hmm. each of you guys' ideas, each of you guys' wisdom. And I wish everybody to be understand that as well, too, because while we. As a youth leader, we are right now. We're supposed to be step our game, basically. And the way I'm seeing right now is not because the youth don't want to or don't need to. It's just they need somebody to be there. And mm -hmm. the way and the way I see you do in the church, and I would really inspire you, you the way you idea, the way you speak it to them, the way you approach them, and the way you give them the confidence for them to be open their eyes. Even though they haven't there yet, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna judge anybody or I'm not gonna say anything against them. But I want them to feel like they're not alone. Mm -hmm. I want them to see like, you know, we have other brothers who could combine whatever situation you get into and whatever you have your life being evaluated to whatever the devil try to hold you in. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know what? That's why I I did a test one time at school and I put a Bible here, I put a cell phone here, and I pulled a set of my Bible I'm reading, and there was a lady passed by told me, like, why you took the Bible and stand out took the cell phone and set my Bible in there? I said, let me guarantee you this. Why do you think I took the Bible? Because that's where God created first. God did not suffer, was not existing. And the cell phone was distracting. There we go. So the minute I'm being a Bible on the cell phone, what will be the first thing I'm going to go next? I might jump onto Facebook. Or somebody might text you. There we go. So that's the conspiracy from what the devil does. The devil know, yes, you could have said for I put the Bible for you. It's not a problem. Computers there, I give it to you. But the scripture is more consistent to that you could use that. That you not get anything around you distracting that you feel the spirit with Christ with you at the same time to whatever you want Christ to speak to you back. To myself, it's how I see the generation look. The generation have two sides. One side is that we're going to follow God the way we want it and the way we have to do it. The other side, we have to follow what the word is at the same time we choose God. But God knows you're not choosing Him. Mm -hmm. Currently, at the same time, you still enjoy the 
the word side. To mm. so my consist my process, the reason why I choose the consequence of sin, because that's something we can't get rid of. Mm. That's something that we still haven't let go yet. That's something I believe that I'm focused the most, like to get the youth to understand mm. why certain things we can't do. But I'm not forcing you to not to do it. But I will help you understand why you're not supposed to do it. Yeah, and it's hard. Like, like Paul said, that of which I don't want to do, I do, and that that I don't want to do, I don't do. And even Paul prayed about it to take this away from me. Mm -hmm. And God said, "My grace is sufficient for it. in times of weakness, my strength is made perfect." So, turn on to the Lord and just pray. And have faith in your prayer, because faith true. is yeah. the pathway to salvation, which is the pathway to Christ. So, guys, to close out, what's your final thoughts, Brother Sanders? Yes, man. Brother Sanders. <laughs> I'm just excited, man. I feel like you're so quiet today. <laughs> man, listen, because you had a lot to say. I came in. Uh, <laughs> I came in when I had to come in, and I listened when I had to listen. But I'm just excited for what love, God. I would love to talk more, but since we're gonna close today, yeah, <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we spoke a lot. But that's what it's about. Because like I said, you know, yeah. in order for you to be a great speaker, you need to be a great, li great listener. Yeah. I'm just um excited for what God is about to do through the show. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I would love that show continue forever, ever, even until I die. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. I love it. By that time we'll get an apprentice. By that time. We'll get, uh, <laughs> yeah, so fast. It's like Elijah and Elijah. Uh, <laughs> Moses, Elijah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Closing thoughts for you. Anything you want to say to the people? Um, My thoughts for the people is just that don't give up to whatever you have around you and this show is very important for everybody to have the chance to get an opportunity any question anything you like to discuss those are two brothers those are weird spirit of god these guys are ready to answer they are ready to give it a, the most message they have in themselves and i would love you guys to be have the attention to that that's my message amen amen um i'll be preaching this saturday at i don't want to say the wrong church I'll, I'll post the information on Facebook. Um, thank you to everybody for supporting the show. Thank you for everybody that's been supporting the ministry. Um, thank you all for your continued support. We thank you all for watching tonight. Um, we see you next week. If you want to donate to the show, www.gofundme backslash the real word. That's www.gofundme backslash the real word. Um, and that's about it. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at the real word on YouTube. Thank you. And good night, everybody. Have a safe day. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful.